0: Hello and welcome back to the podcast. We are coming back to you after Easter weekend. So again, happy Easter to those of you who celebrated. You know, we both celebrated separately with our families Mm -hmm. and, you know, nothing abnormal about that. Mm -mm. However, what was interesting to find out is that both of us somehow separately
1: ended our Easter Sundays at Buffalo Wild Wings. We did end up at B-dubs, and we found this out Monday following you. I was asking how your Easter went. It had gone splendidly, and you said, but, you know, we ended up going to B-dubs. And I was like, no way.
0: Very weird coincidence.
1: Very odd, but not odd at the same time, because we both equally love B-dubs. But whose idea was it from your group? to go. I'm very curious. What do you
0: think? It was mine. Was it your idea? Absolutely. But here's the thing. So, we don't really talk about it too much on this podcast. We've talked about a little bit of our Chipotle obsession. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's funny because we have things that both of us have to have at least once a week. (laughs) And usually, Buffalo Wild Wings falls into that category. It does. However, I thought that maybe on this week I wouldn't do it because it was I was about to have an amazing dinner with my family. It mm-hmm. was like a lunch though with my family. See, that's
1: the, that's the Easter that's thing. The problem. <laughs> it's a lunch thing and it people call it dinner I feel like almost. Yeah, but it's really not. So then you're like hungry again and then you feel bad. You're like,
0: "Damn, I just ate all that really good food." That's exactly what happened. But here I find myself and you know, I've been addicted to the mild sauce, which I feel like is a little controversial. Really? From there since like high school. Can't relate. And I am the kind of person to which I'm totally exposing myself at this point, but I buy the bottles. I will just go and oh, buy the bottles that. and use it for other stuff. That's smart. It's very smart. But it's also just like problematic. Like it's an addiction. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, I was disappointed that we both somehow ended up there. Mm. Um, and also, someone else was disappointed with beatups recently because an Illinois man filed a lawsuit against Buffalo Wild Wings, alleging that the company misleads customers by advertising the boneless wings as wings when they're not actually from that part of the chicken. Buffalo Wild Wings so responded and said, It's true. Our boneless wings are all white meat chicken. Our hamburgers contain no ham. And our buffalo wings are 0% buffalo. Surprise, surprise. Who would have thought it? Great response, I feel like, um for that situation. But yeah, I don't know why this person <laughs>
1: was so surprised. Um, I just feel like whoever is suing buffalo wild wings over that is the same person that would you know purposely spill their coffee and sue because the coffee was was too hot that's i feel like the equivalent of this matter like it is so you're just far gone and ridiculous to sue a like, like I'd be pissed if I was on Buffalo Wild Wings legal team and had to deal with this of all things. Clearly it, they're taking it as a joke,
0: which who I, I mean, yeah, but could, who knows? is it technically, but what, what are you suing for that you feel lied to <laughs> like Ooh. emotional damages? Like, what are you
1: and suing for? A few years ago, do you remember Red Bull? Their slogan used to be, it gives you wings. Yeah. And it still is, but they added, it's either a bunch of S's or a bunch of I's to the wings because I think it was a similar situation that where- someone sued because they really wanted wings? Yes. That's I swear.
0: Out of control. Next thing you know, it's going to be like, well, the wings aren't wild. Shut They're up. not even wild. They are wild. <laughs> They're wildly good. Um this actually did there's a similar case to this another a woman in Illinois Mm -hmm. filed a lawsuit against Fireball however I feel this one was a little more grounded so Fireball has the mini Fireball cinnamon whiskey Mm -hmm. shooters and Mm -hmm. they came out with another exact bottle except instead of cinnamon um, whiskey it just says cinnamon and they put these out. They're half the amount of alcohol, but for the same price. And they said that they did it to so that they were able to be sold in more stores because some stores you're only allowed to sell beer or wine or malt beverages. (gasps) And so technically this new concoction from Fireball is just a beer malt beverage. So it could be sold in more places.
1: Dude. I have fallen victim to this. I for sure have because for a white elephant gift this year, I got a tub of fireball shooters, what I believed to be real fireball shooters. And I got them at Target, the Target that only sells, because we have two Targets near, well, we have a lot of Targets near our house. One specifically sells wine and beer, and the other one will sell hard liquor, and I got it at one of the ones that just sold beer and wine and was shook when they had the box. So you fell for it. I did. That's
0: what I was saying right before this, when we were kind of g- doing our research on this, I'm like, we for sure taken and bought these other ones, not knowing that they were because if you look at the picture, they are identical. Oh, identical. Besides that little thing at the bottom where it says cinnamon instead of cinnamon whiskey. So That's looking at so that, and even looking at that, that just said cinnamon, I would think, oh, they just like changed their packaging or something. I wouldn't right. have thought it was a whole different product, but it is. So definitely got bamboozled there. Disappointing. And this is actually a case where I feel like, you know,
1: there's grounds for. We support the, yes. the woman who
0: filed this. I do <laughs>
1: stand by this because I feel wronged. Yeah. A lot of people did. Mm-mm.
0: Um, also though, this past week, you know, it's Easter, it's springtime. Finally, we had some nice
1: weather. Oh my gosh. It's been so good for my soul to be able to walk outside and not just be freezing. And I feel just like rejuvenated. A yes.
0: It literally always reminds me of that sound. It's like, I'm starting to feel like myself again. Yes. Like that's (laughs) how I literally felt. But I was also wondering, because every year around this time, I notice I'll like start doing things differently. Mm Mm-hmm that I don't consciously know that I'm doing and then Mm. I do them and I'm like I do this every year around this time because also like snapchat memories will come up and I'm like oh I remember that so like one of the things that is like subconscious built in me that I do every time this year I start doing my makeup a little differently where not for the podcast because like whatever Mm -hmm. this is just a different situation but in the real world I will apply makeup differently in the spring subconsciously I just start doing it and I think it's because obviously you're like your skin starts changing and whatever but I'm like every year this time I start doing this Mm -hmm. don't even realize it and then after the fact I'm like I do this every time
1: you know what's weird I started doing my makeup differently probably like a week ago went to get more like Make up like different products and yeah, it's
0: something about like the weather changing it I know it's like a, a thing where you do like spring cleaning because that's mm-hmm. obviously something that like people do every year and a lot of people are conscious about spring cleaning but right it's, for me I don't even mean to do that it's just like something comes over me where I'm like I need to clear this whole place out and restart mm-hmm. and like and everyone's like, oh, it's a symbol, like symbolization of like spring, spring. Yes. fresh start, fresh, you know, new flowers, beginnings, new beginnings. Yes. And I'm like, no, I didn't even know I was doing that. But now I'm like, and now I'm being more aware of it. Cause I'm like, I noticed it with the makeup thing where like, I'll feel like I need to go get different makeup products. I need to stop using like, instead of using a beauty blender, I'll use like brushes yes why like what is it what is the psychology behind that
1: so i don't know it's almost giving new year's eve new year new me but i feel like for us since we live in the midwest it feels easier to do when the weather is nice and when you feel like more of a complete human being because it's not so depressing outside and the sun is shining like being able to leave work at the end of the day and it still be sunny out makes me feel like I can have a whole nother day on top of everything that I just accomplished. Whereas in the winter, it gets so dark so early that I'm like, I just want to lay down and watch a movie and curl in the ball and sleep.
0: I mean, yeah, it's definitely...
1: um, Seasonal depression. Seasonal depression is real,
0: but... It's not like to the extent that's like so extreme that we actually feel like that. So we don't really maybe notice the changes as much over time. But it is so subconscious sometimes. And then when I realize it, I'm like, how weird is it that we collectively
1: like all do this? Humans are so much more (laughs) alike than I feel like people think. I always think back to on TikTok or I feel like, I don't know, random social medias would be like, Remember when you were little and it would rain in your car and you would watch the raindrops like race each other to see which ones could get down the window quick enough? Like, how did we all do that? But I don't remember ever talking to anyone else about that. It's like a shared experience that no one talks about. Those things I feel like are so oddly connective of like all humans. It's like, we really are very similar.
0: There definitely is a psychology to all of it. Maybe that's partly why I wanted to study psych. I don't know, but to understand what's going on. But the psychology supposedly behind spring cleaning is obviously eliminates stress. When there's clutter, Mm -hmm. you're more likely to feel stressed out, which I 100% agree. Oh, yeah. I am definitely one of those people, which this is also controversial. But when people are over and we're hosting, Mm -hmm. I can't let it be dirty. Like I start, I'll start doing dishes while people are still Dude, there.
1: I f- I don't think people like that though. No, I feel that. And I think when I was younger, I would see parents do that at parties or like my mom do that at parties. And I would be so confused. I'm like, why do we need to clean it up right now? People like, are still here. People are still here. I get like, obviously throwing out your trash as you're going. But I feel mm. now the same, like the urge to clean Even when I'm out to eat, like if like the tables, like if you get an app or something and the table starts to feel cluttered and dirty, I need to clear it out of the way. Or you like can't enjoy it. No. And I do the same thing when I'm sick. If my room is like messy, I cannot physically allow myself to rest and be sick unless I clean my surroundings. That
0: one's interesting.
1: Isn't it? Yeah.
0: I don't know if I felt that way, but it's definitely it's the psychology is just that If it's cluttered, you're going to feel more stressed Mm -hmm. and like you can't actually rest, which I 100% agree with. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. I talked about BetterHelp last week as I explained how beneficial therapy can be for helping us learn about ourselves and grow. As many people go through different chapters in their life, they want to continue to show up to these new ventures as their best selves. I'm personally at one of those stages as I just recently got engaged and I'm entering a hugely important new chapter that I want to show up to as my best self. That's why I love BetterHelp. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and helping you continue to show up as the best version of yourself. Therapy can teach you how to set goals, put up boundaries, use positive coping skills to manage stress, and overall empower yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and start showing up as your best self. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com shady today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot shady. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring today's episode. But also, apparently for spring cleaning, it can actually improve your health so, according to the American College of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology, ACAAI, mm-hmm. a good spring cleaning can help you breathe better, which what? 110%, because if you guys saw my dog vacuum, <laughs> I mean, the dust and like allergens that's got to be in there are out of control. But I also just took in cleaned like the couches and stuff and Mm -hmm. you don't realize how much like dirt and stuff is trapped inside until you do that and you're like ew we were just living with (laughs) like all of this not realizing and then here I am like kind of stuffy right now probably from doing all this spring cleaning could be um but also increases productivity and is good exercise which again 100% agree I love that. Have you ever vacuumed? I mean, that's a full I mean, body I'm workout sw- in itself. <laughs> I'm sweating by the end. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, that's the psychology behind spring cleaning. And honestly, just what I've you know. been doing this past I love that. week. I've been putting Evan to work. I'm like, we need to organize our basement. We need to do the outside. Good. We need to do all the stuff. I feel inspired.
1: I have not done enough spring cleaning yet.
0: Yeah. Um, but not so inspiring. We have Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn allegedly broke up. So they began dating in 2016, supposedly was not confirmed until they were reported to be dating after they were spotted together at the
1: Met Gala. Wait, was it the, at the Met Gala? No, they support. Well, that's where it gets blurred lines because... No,
0: the Met Gala was in 2016 that yes. they were supposedly
1: dating at that time. They supposedly met at that time. Okay. And then that November or that October is when they were confirmed to be dating. Because she was with either Tom Hiddleston or Calvin Harris during the time. of I think yes. she was with Calvin Harris during the Met Gala. And that's where she met Tom Hiddleston potentially Joe Alwyn. And then she was with Tom for a little bit and then started dating Joe. Okay. So it was What's, a little bit of like a, there's a lot going on at once.
0: Okay. So a little blurry lines, but supposedly 2016 is when they first met mm-hmm. and then, but they kept a very low profile, which yes, she kind of she did that for a while there.
1: Right. Between 1989 and reputation, it was Virtually, she was not in the public eye. I think there was like sparingly things that she would appear at. But other than that, we did not see her. So their
0: first public spotting was the next year in December 2017. But they still remained very private and only lightly talked about their relationship. However, after that... He was credited as a co writer on multiple of her songs. So he did kind of get into her world, and he was a co writer on Betty, Exile from Folklore. And then he also was on Champagne Problems, Coney Island, and Evermore on Evermore. So he was definitely involved in that life a little bit, Mm -hmm. but that was at the time where she was not really going out, being in the public eye. And then now obviously we have her going on tour, getting back out Mm -hmm. there. And allegedly that is what caused this breakup potentially because he was not, you know, used to her living this so public life anymore. For sure. It was definitely more low key when they were, you know, first started dating. Um, But of course, with this situation, although hearts are broken, somehow the Swifties are still sleuthing. Mm -hmm. And they caught that on March 1st, Taylor actually swapped the song Invisible String, which was rumored to be about Joe, Mm -hmm. on the set list for a different song, The One, which is obviously about a past love that did not work out. Mm -mm. So now... Swifties are wondering, was this her clue to her fans before everyone found out that they
1: actually were not together anymore? She does love an Easter egg, and it is rumored that they broke up a couple weeks prior to tour starting because he hasn't been at any of her her show dates thus far. This whole thing makes me really sad. I low-key teared up about it when... I was at B-dubs after Easter thinking about it. I, I could see it being real because I do feel like a lot of breakups end up happening because of major life shifts and lifestyle shifts. Like you think about couples who have kids their whole life and then as soon as their kids move out, that's when problems start to arise. There's sometimes the cases of divorce. Things like that or when people move in together, you know, giant right. things like that. I could see that leading to a breakup here. Am I surprised that the Swifties are decoding every every move Taylor has made since the breakup? No. Am I upset that there are some people out there who are saying, oh, well, at least it's going to be a, a good next album? No, What? You do you not care about Taylor's heart?
0: That's what everybody does in
1: every breakup. I was so, I was like, it's too soon to think about the next album.
0: Well, to be honest, I was kind of shocked that, you know, six years to got there, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of in the time. same, I mean, that's around the same time that me and Evan started dating. And I can't imagine having like the brain capacity to be able to come up with a an Easter egg to give out at that right. point. Like I Honestly, I, I would be like, I'm canceling the tour. <laughs> like, I wouldn't
1: blame her. I would be extremely upset, and I that better not happen. I mean, hurt her health, wellness, and heart first. But I would understand if she canceled the tour because six years with somebody. I mean, that's a
0: long time. Like that's
1: that's heartbreaking. To just be
0: able to go back out there, and not only go back out there, but like to have had thought about how you're gonna hint this to people like I don't know how she could come up with right. that at this time it's wild. I to me. couldn't
1: do it I truly couldn't do it but
0: honestly maybe it was less of like oh I need to hint at this and maybe just for herself of like if I sing this song that is about him mm-hmm. I will lose it so I'm gonna change it to
1: that's a very strong because invisible string is very much so We were always meant to be together. Our whole lives have been leading us to be together in this moment. I, yeah, yeah. She would definitely, it makes me sad to think, it makes (laughs) me so sad to think about. I'm not
0: trying to laugh. I just, I literally cannot imagine being in that situation, but also like, like I said, to be able to come up with like, I don't think she even meant it to be like, oh, I need to drop them a hint. It was like, probably I can't do this,
1: so let me replace this song. But you know kind what's of interesting about the timing of all of this is that that song change happened March 1st, but she's been on tour this whole time. And supposedly, according to the rumors, all the speculation, they've been broken up since tour started. Also, I find it odd that this news dropped the one weekend that she doesn't have tour dates scheduled because she didn't have any concerts over Easter weekend. She had a break. So what do you think? I don't know. I just feel like that'd be a convenient time to have this news break.
0: Because because, you don't have to go out there. Because you don't have
1: to go out there and perform and it gives you a little bit of a buffer for people to cool down about it.
0: But I guess to me, why would she then, if they supposedly broke up before the tour started, what would lead them to announce it, change now? the song after the yes, fact? yes,
1: that's the one part that I'm like, that's the missing piece in this puzzle is why I randomly change it. But did she randomly change it to start dropping the knew, hits because yeah. she knew that it was going to be leaked coming out. or coming out that week? Could be,
0: possibly. Well, I'm sure we'll get more hints and um you know, Easter eggs along the way. Also, though, speaking of Taylor Swift, Millie Bobby Brown appears to announce her engagement to her boyfriend, Jake Bon Jovi, um, in a photo on Instagram with Taylor Swift lyrics as the caption. So she captioned it, I've loved you three summers now, honey, I want them all. And um, they've allegedly, they were dating since 2021, and confirm their relationship in november of 2021 and now they are engaged so congratulations and you know maybe they'll get married at
1: a taylor swift concert you know that would be very yeah. exciting very Pro- cute probably sad for taylor though Pro- you know maybe don't do that t- yeah you know what guys maybe we should not have any more surprise <laughs> weddings at her shows it could be triggering seriously
0: damn like people just what a time like that was just such huge news and I feel like there was even talk when that happened like is Taylor Swift and Joe gonna get married yeah because they had they went through rumors of are they secretly married I yeah I remember those too and then dang well Speaking of also secretly dating, mm. supposedly, mm-hmm. here we are, back to our guy, Tom Brady. Mm. So supposedly, we obviously know Tom Brady recently got divorced, and just, just now, this past week, Reese Witherspoon announced her surprise divorce from her husband, Jim Toth, 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 what, a- Toth. Tolf? Toth, Toth. Toth. We don't know if we're (laughs) saying this right. Jim Jim. Witherspoon on March (laughs) 24th um, after 12 years of marriage. Double the time
1: Taylor and Joe were together. Double the time. In a whole ass marriage. That's sad. That is sad. They made a joint statement
0: together, um, amicable or whatever, you know. The, however, the statements go, mm-hmm. and um, they obviously have kids and stuff, so they're you know focused on their kids. But now there are rumors that Tom Brady and Reese Witherspoon are dating. So a tip came in to
1: dumois, <laughs> I quit. I'm out of here. What <laughs> say it? Say it. Dumois, dumois, dumois. I don't even. Yeah, I think. Are I'm you saying, saying it? Right? I don't know. I don't trust me with pronunciation typically. Me either, And I'll I lean can't on rely on you for that.
0: <laughs> I can't rely on you for this one either. Du
1: you're the Tom Brady knowledge. I I connoisseur, do so. You know what? I am. And <laughs> du got a tip about our man. <laughs> du got a tip
0: about them supposedly being together. Um, this email address is wild that sent it in. So the funny thing I don't totally understand. Dumois, our modern day, modern day,
1: our modern day gossip girl.
0: I, okay, so I love that.
1: Mm-hmm. Love the
0: idea of that. Don't even know how the hell you begin like that account, and yes. people actually end up
1: yes. using you, you as real. a reputable
0: source, right? But good for them. Um. But what's so funny in all these is that all of the emails, if you notice, they're never real emails. They're always like hinting at whatever the. Uh Subject is so this email for the Dumois tip is legally blonde at patriotsbuccaneers.com. So this was obviously about them. No, could have been anybody. (laughs) (laughs) And it says epic and unexpected celeb couple. So apparently, they have never even met as their reps said, but for some reason, this rumor is just swirling, and I feel like. This was like when we said, oh, Tom Brady is going to date Kim Kardashian next. Yeah. As soon as like as soon as he became single, like everyone was like, oh, he's going to date Shakira. He's going to date this person. (laughs) He's going to date this person. Like maybe he's not dating anybody. Um, But speaking of Kim Kardashian, apparently she is going to appear in the new American horror story. So, both Kim and Emma Roberts were announced to be in the 12th season of American Horror Story with
1: a teaser trailer that said the two are both delicate. Yeah, I was curious, like, what is that hinting towards? But I also have never watched American Horror Story. I don't know if you have. Okay, so I tried,
0: and so I started when it first came out, and Mm -hmm. I feel like we were in middle school. Yeah. And... I'm going to tell you what,
1: it is traumatizing. You know, that is what I heard, that it is, like, exponentially, like, crazily scary. It's not
0: even, like, fun, scary, like, ooh, you're jumping. It's, like, dark, scary. Mm Mm-hmm. So I don't personally watch it anymore. What I did like that they did was each season is a different like theme. Yeah. So they had like the circus theme. oven. The, yeah. The church one or whatever mm-hmm. it was. The, so they do that every time. So mm-hmm.
1: I, I like the idea of that. I love the idea of but it. It's very creepy. See, and that's just not my speed when it comes to Halloween movies, Halloween activities.
0: Yeah, like not too like seriously. Right. I need
1: like cute spooky. (laughs) Like hocus pocus. Exactly. Um,
0: So I wonder how big her role is going to be, too, because didn't they do a whole season with Lady Gaga?
1: Yeah. And I think she was a pretty like predominant role, which she is an actress. She's in.
0: Right. Like that makes way more sense. Mm hmm. I don't know what how this is going to go. Have we ever really seen Kim Kardashian act
1: besides. She was in the disaster movie back in the day. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, she I, did have a little in a little like a little scene. cameo. Yeah. Maybe it's
0: just gonna be like a short cameo.
1: It could be, or it could be a full blown. Th- I don't know. She surprised everyone when she did SNL, and that is very true. Actually,
0: I was impressed with. She that. was
1: very impressive as like a comedian in all of those skits, so I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like if she's in the entire season.
0: I kind of wonder though like what is the move behind that? Like why American horror story? Why I don't know. like there's got to be something more to that decision for her.
1: It I feel like there's a new season of the Kardashians coming out soon and that we will get more answers at that time. I think I feel like it's coming out really soon. I see I have no clue but I guess um, we'll
0: keep an eye out for that, but speaking of very creepy, Mm. you know, we have talked about our own personal experiences as young children making the poor decision to play with the Ouija board. Mm. Well, it was a very poor decision, apparently. Truly. Considering that 28 girls were hospitalized with anxiety after playing with the Ouija board. So... You know, they're calling it anxiety. However, the symptoms are fainting during school. I'm sorry, but if you told me you played with the Ouija board, now you can't stop fainting. I'm like, something's wrong. You're possessed. Like something
1: seriously, like that's possession. I don't know if that's anxiety. No, I, I feel like with 28 girls, there's no way all 28 are purely fainting. From anxiety. So did you ever watch Riverdale? No. Okay, so in,
0: spoilers I guess, I feel like it's been way out for a long time, but in Riverdale, which I didn't finish, but to the parts that I got to, this little like cult thing came around and they were recruiting people from school. Mm -hmm. And people would randomly like have fainting seizures Mm -hmm. and this is what I remind me of like just people dropping all over the place like this the nurse in this case this is in Colombia was saying that three to four people were getting sent to the office from fainting
1: at a time and I feel like they wouldn't be hospitalized if they were all like faking that they were fainting like that's got to be like real they are all passing out fainting we should all be alarmed no one ever play with a Ouija board again we're lucky to be alive yeah we truly are bro i'm scared (laughs) no it's um i'm gonna be scared driving home now it's definitely like a
0: weird timing to bring this up after like we just randomly got that call that i talked about like
1: the girl who called and was like oh
0: yeah i remember we used to play the Ouija board i'm like um
1: oh well now these girls are (laughs) hospitalized there could be long-term effects that we don't yet know about
0: <laughs> we need to do like a deep dive like what is this have they studied this what is the phenomenon behind yeah. this? yeah um not
1: good we, we are we're lucky we need more information but not firsthand information correct okay because i'm just drawing a line there <laughs> i will never be in the room with one of those things again
0: no we we're lucky to be alive um also you know lucky to be alive I would consider myself, for very many reasons, one, surviving the Ouija board, mm-hmm. two, um, all the times that I put myself in direct, immediate danger mm-hmm. for animals. Some would say life-threatening Not situations. even my own animals, just animals in general. Yeah, and an activist. <laughs>
1: I don't know <laughs> if I would say
0: that. Um, but, no, so I talked about on the podcast how... Fourth of July, I like ran out in the road and stopped the car that was like about to hit the neighbor's dog. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are also times, I don't I don't know if I've talked about how Wolf doesn't get along with other dogs. Mm-mm. So I haven't. So on multiple occasions, you know, when we would be walking Wolf and other dogs in the neighborhood would either like not be leashed or get off leash and come running at us, which I don't know these dogs. Um, I have multiple times put myself between me and, and the, the, dogs, the two dogs, the two dogs. And that's just not smart. And then also just recently this past week, another neighbor's dog got out, was running toward the road. I was driving, just pulled over and jumped <laughs> out of the car, started chasing the dog. Um, and every time this happens, Evan gets so mad. He's like, why would you do that? Like you are risking your own safety for these animals that you don't even
1: know. I get that. I can't help it. I, I don't know what it is. I've been in situations where they're like, I was driving through my sub once and there was just a dog running around, running into the street and running around. And I pulled over and went to see if the dog was okay. And eventually like, the owner of the dog in the house came out and I don't even think they even cared about the dog they didn't seem concerned about its well-being and I was like I was about to take this dog in as my own every time like a situation
0: like that is occurring I am literally just acting like I this is my life mission to save this one (laughs) this animal animal that was
1: put on earth to do
0: but it's so funny because even in those situations like this dog that the last week that I pulled over and was like running by the road to catch the dog Mm -hmm. was a huge dog like Mm -hmm. big Rottweiler dog and you know I don't my first thought is never like that dog could also be mean like or not like people Mm -hmm. and you know Evan's first thought is like what if that dog bites like don't go over there so shocking that that is Evan's thought because I'm glad he can think rationally in those situations but not me I'm like just running out there um (laughs) But it did get me thinking, you know, like we have changed so much as a society of like animals are now literally people consider them family. I think Mm -hmm. the statistic was like 90% of people consider their pets to be family. Oh yeah. And I'm like, this could not have always been the case where humans were willing to put their own safety at risk to save animals because we would just not be here. Like survival of the fittest, like we would not even exist probably, right? You that is a good question to ask. But definitely now, um, most people I know about
1: would probably save an animal and risk their life. I would risk my life to save Corona's life. That is my dog. So, She's 10. She was named after the beer. Sorry, I just had to make that remark.
0: I don't blame me. <laughs> I don't blame the family. Delicious beer. Um, but no, so I actually wanted to look this up like, why do humans care more about animals than humans sometimes? Mm-hmm. And so there are studies that actually confirm this phenomenon. So there were two sociologists at Northeastern University that tested the claim that people are more upset by news stories of animal abuse than they are about attacks directed towards humans. So the researchers, Arnold R. Luke and Jack Levin did the study in Boston and they had the subjects not knowing that these articles were fake and they gave them one about an animal getting hurt by Mm -hmm. a person and another about a person getting hurt by another person. And after they read these stories, each subject completed a scale that measured how much empathy and emotional distress they felt for the victim. And the stories where the victim was a human adult had the lowest levels of emotional distress by the readers. And the winner when it came to evoking the empathy was a human infant, but then followed by a puppy and then Mm. followed by an adult dog and then followed by a human adult. Interesting. So the human adult was the last in the list of things that they felt empathy for. The reasoning that the the sociologists believe that the reasoning behind this is that humans are more likely to feel the most empathy if they feel that the being is the most innocent Mm. and helpless. So that actually makes a lot of sense. The baby and the puppy. Mm -hmm. So it does make sense when you like word it like that. Right. But there was another study done where psychologists at Georgia Regents University studied 573 people, and they looked at a bus crash scenario where if they asked a participant, if this bus was crashing, who would you save? And they gave them two options. And it was between dogs, humans, strangers, people that they knew, and they would just ask them, like, if it was, you Mm -hmm. know, your best friend or a dog, what would you do? And in most cases, they would pick the person that they knew. What would you do? But I can't answer that. Um, (laughs) No, I am like most people in this study where it's, you know, it depends on like the relationship that you had or like even if to, if it was your own pet versus like a strange pet. Mm -hmm. But what they found interesting was that people would sacrifice a tourist that they didn't know, so a stranger for a gen... For not a generic dog. They would sacrifice the stranger for their own pet. Yeah. But not for a dog in general. Okay. So it also depended on the relationship that they had with, with the, the animal. Pet. I don't think that's the case for you, though. Or, I think you would pick the dog. In general? Over me? Yeah. Over a over you? <laughs> I, th- I thought you were, first of all, I thought you were going to say a stranger, which would have been better than saying you. I'm concerned. Uh, no, <laughs> listen. Um, but it is—it just blows my mind because I—it's it, a very common situation that happens now. And also in the study, they found that women were twice as likely to
1: save the animal. That makes sense because Evan doesn't want to save the dogs. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> that is the case, Brittany. <laughs> You're out here just trying to <laughs> make an
0: accusations, accuse us of things. Um. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But seriously, I don't know what it is. Like the situation, even you know how they say, like, you're not supposed to swerve on the road if like an animal runs out. Right. You're supposed to keep going straight. I couldn't do that. I can't. I physically no. can't.
1: Even if it was a large deer. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know what I would do. That situation,
0: you're I mean, supposed like, to keep
1: going straight. I know. I know. Because you have your best chance of survival. I'm really nervous about my face in those situations what (laughs) because I feel like okay so you're driving straight forward and there's a deer and the deer starts running at you and then they're They're
0: running at you
1: they could you don't know they're running across the road yeah but then they get okay they you're driving deer stops deer in headlights it looks right at you Correct. it decides it no longer wants to cross the road and wants to come straight at you they don't come straight at you this is my fear (laughs) not yours and then the deer continues to run at the vehicle (laughs) straight forward and its legs go through the the window of the driver's side and then it is stuck and I am too stuck because we have crashed and the deer keeps kicking with its little legs (laughs) and my head gets beat by the legs not of the deer, because, I also have the,
0: not because it came through the window, but because it physically <laughs> punched you. After I have that fear, it's crazy. I also
1: have a fear that when I'm drinking something out of a straw when I'm driving, I'm gonna get hit, and the straw's gonna go through the roof of my mouth into my brain.
0: It's really specific, too. <laughs> Did you ever I have a lot of fears. I'm not even gonna lie though. When I was younger, I remember like my mom specifically not letting me like walk around with anything in my mouth because 'cause she'd be like, You're gonna trip and fall and it's gonna like
1: you're gonna choke and die. Yeah.
0: yeah. But um yeah, not specifically a straw. Like what kind of straw? Are we talking about metal or something? No. My plastic oh, so plastic from? From? That's crazy. Starbucks. Um <laughs> <laughs> also, um, did you know that you're not supposed to wear like a hair clip a in your clip. hair?
1: Yeah, well I have a hard time getting my hair in a claw clip to begin with, so I'm not too worried about that. But my thing is is I feel like people exclusively wear claw clips if they're like on a road trip or traveling I somewhere, sure wear it in the car.
0: I saw a video though actually after that came out. So like a video went viral on TikTok of somebody saying like if you wear the claw clip while you're driving and get in an accident, it can go through your head and like get stuck in your skull. Uh, terrifying. Mm-hmm. But also I saw another like follow up of somebody got in an accident with the claw clip in, mm-hmm. and they like gave her back the claw clip. It was unharmed. <laughs> Didn't even her break. skull
1: wasn't car- harmed. No. Oh, so she was okay.
0: Yeah, like they just handed her the clock,
1: And she was like, how did that thing not even break? Like That is alarming. But also, how do you like relax in a car with a claw clip on the back of your head? You
0: don't. But so what I do, which this is not advice because like you shouldn't drive with them anymore. But mm-hmm. when I have, I like have to put my seat back and like sit up from my oh. seat. Because mm-hmm. it's like not comfortable. Or even like a bun sometimes. Like my bun will just be like... Yeah, stuck on the thing. I'm like, this is uncomfortable. Um, yeah, that's just the problems with being driving. <laughs> There's a lot of problems we have with driving, but specifically, yeah. specifically those. Um, also, following up from last week and things that we've just been talking about in general, you know, Chat GPT came out. We we're talking all about how what are teachers gonna do now that. You could easily have Chat GPT write you a five paragraph essay, write mm. you a ten page essay, write you basically any work, any prompt that you get from school. Chat GPT could write it for you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, now, the extension app for Turnitin was created to see if Chat GPT generated the text. So they did come up with an app that can tell if it was written by Chat GPT somehow. I don't see how that works. No, I was going to say, and how did they develop that so quickly? Because this is the thing. When we get a problem from technology, we just create another technology to solve the problem. Perfect.
1: Like, that's just how the world works now. Well, I don't like it. I think it's too much. We are being exposed to too much technology. <laughs> and it, as we say, probably every week now, it will be our downfall.
0: Yeah, it's just a never-ending loop. It's like, oh, we created this technology and it has all these problems. Oh, my God, we should create another technology that just solves those problems. And then that one's going to have problems and then you'll create another technology.
1: Wild. No problem. Wild. <laughs> no, it is a problem. Um, no problem.
0: Yeah, I feel like our we're passionate about these damn robots that are just you know, doing all this stuff We now. find
1: our passions. Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. Robots. <laughs> It's about it.
0: (laughs) Crazy. (laughs) Uh, It's not the things I thought
1: we'd be talking about when this podcast began. (laughs) Seriously.
0: Well, we did think we were going to be doing shady stories. Mm -hmm. So let's get into those. Shady story number one. It all started when I met this guy five years ago. We went on a few dates and we really clicked, but I was moving to another city for school. So I didn't want to get too close. I waited the night before I moved to tell him that I was leaving town. He said that he was going to a concert in that city two weeks from then. Despite me not wanting to catch feelings, we continued to talk until the concert weekend. When he came to town, we spent just as much time together as we could, and at the end of the weekend, he asked me to be his girlfriend. Since I was working full-time and going to school full-time, he would drive up every weekend for the first few months. We ended up taking a big leap, and he moved in with me. We lived together for about four years. The last year that we lived together, he became an even bigger partier than when we first met. He always went hard when we went out, but it started to become a real problem. It got to the point where I would come home from work and he would be drunk every night. Through the last year, there would be certain days where he would turn off his location and I wasn't sure where he was. I started to suspect that he was cheating on me. I tried to talk to him about what was going on, but it was always vague answers. The more he would disappear, the more I would know something was wrong. One night when he got home from work, he sat me down to reassure me everything was okay. He explained to me that he knew he had a problem with drinking and was going to AA meetings. He would turn off his location because he wanted it to be private and he was ashamed. I told him that I would be there for him 100% and what he needs. After this conversation, he became more distant. At this point, we had only two months left on our lease and I knew we had to talk. I wrote him a long letter of what I needed out of life, and I read it to him. He told me that he couldn't give me these things right now and that we should move out and live separately. He said he wanted to stay together, but he needed time and space for him to work on his issues. We continued to work on our relationship for the next couple months apart, and when I would see him, he would tell me he was getting better. One night when I was out of town on vacation with my best friend, I received a call from another one of my friends. She told me that he was seeing one of the girls in our friend group. He lied to her and told her that we weren't together anymore and she found out that we still were. She was so sorry and sent me all of the receipts since he would not admit that it was true. Once I found out all of this, I stopped talking to him. My ex would reach out to me quite frequently, but I would never reply. Months rolled by and I had moved on from him and was in a relationship with someone else. My friend texted me and said she had found out more info about my ex and asked me if I wanted to know. Since I was finally in something healthy, I knew that it wasn't going to hurt my feelings, so I called her to talk about it. She told me that she's part of a group on Facebook called Are We Dating the Same Guy? This girl posted a picture of my ex asking if anyone had known anything about him. She tells my friend that she had been dating him on and off for the past year. She said that they spent so much time together that she didn't know how he would have had time to spend time with someone else, but still got really sketchy vibes from him. He would never let her come over to his place and they would always hang out at hers. He told her that she couldn't come over because he lived with his alcoholic brother. He finally got his own place and would let her come over there, but she still continued to feel like something wasn't right, so she decided to post in that Facebook group. My friend had confirmed to the girl that he was in fact dating us at the same time. She told her the reason why she was never allowed to go over to his place because me and him were living together. And I found out that he was lying to me, telling me that he was going to AA meetings when I know, in fact, he was seeing this girl. I can now say confidently that he is 100% the shadiest person I know.
1: I am so floored by this entire situation. First of all, we
0: recently talked about that are we dating the same guy Facebook group. And that is literally how they found out That this guy was seeing them for over a year at the same time and pretending to go to AA meetings. Like, how
1: messed up is that? That is one of the worst covers for cheating that I've ever heard of. and Ever. And this girl was so mature about it. She was like, I wrote a letter of what I wanted out of life. I read it to him. She seemed so calm. Supportive. Supportive. A standout human being like. And then this guy, scum of the Earth, just out here, being a playa.
0: Yeah, I guess uh, I mean, they were together for four years, but I was going to say, I, I wish she'd known about that. Are we dating the same guy thing sooner?" Right? But it seems like he didn't really start messing around until that later. last year. But still, even the fact that he told this new girl, "Well, I, I live with my alcoholic Alcohol- brother. brother.": Yeah. No, it's him. He's the alcoholic. He's the problem. And he was telling this other girl, oh, yeah, I really do have a problem. I'm getting help. And she's like, "Okay, yeah, I understand. We can live separately so you can get your help and do what you need to do. Mm -mm. And he's bringing this girl over. I can't stand it. This was definitely shady. It's kind of funny, though, that this got brought up about the are we dating the same I know
1: This must have been like not that long ago. Oh, no, this has to be very recent because I feel like those Facebook groups are not that old. Yeah, I'd say this is like nine out of ten. Eight for me. Shady story number two. I was in my last year of university and I was living with my boyfriend of three years at the time. The relationship was starting to break down and I was no longer interested in him. We had been together for the entire time that I was at university. We would often go out to bars at night and there were some really cute guys I was interested in and I never did anything with them because I was in a relationship. My boyfriend, I think, could sense that the relationship was coming to an end So to try to make things better and get me to see that he really did appreciate me, he decided to get my name tattooed on him. It was really shocking and honestly made me very uncomfortable because my name is something that is very personal to me. If anything, it drove me further away. Needless to say, one of the nights I was out with friends, I ended up speaking with a guy that I thought was cute for the past few months and I went home with him at the end of the night. I ended up sleeping with him and sleeping over at his place. This guy's roommate was some, um, this guy was roommates with some of my boyfriend's really good friends. So the next morning I had to sneak out to make sure no one, no one saw me. My boyfriend had no idea where I was. And I told him that I was staying at a friend's when I came back the next morning. I knew after this, I had to end things. So the next day I broke up with him to this day. I really don't know if he knows that I cheated on him or what truly happened to me that night. Damn. I
0: mean, at yeah. least she
1: broke up with him.
0: I guess I don't know how she thought she was
1: going to get away with it no. when this
0: guy was like roommates with
1: a the bunch of like yeah, a bunch of the friends. boyfriend's friends. And my guess is, if this guy was roommates or his roommates were her boyfriend's friends, he had to have been friends with the boyfriend too. In some way. Yes, like they for sure knew each other. I guess this just really goes to
0: show that getting a tattoo of the other person
1: dooms you. It's not, yeah. It never works out. Not a good idea.
0: It's not a good idea. Don't get names tattooed. It dooms you. Mm -hmm. I'd say this one is like, Six out of ten? I'd say seven. Kind of funny. (laughs) Shady story number three. When I was in college, I wrote for the student-run newspaper. Whenever I'd walk into the office, there was a plate out with candles. I would always take one as I walked and talked with an editor. One day, it wasn't candles, it was condoms. I wasn't sexually active at the time, but I took one anyway. There was another use that I found for it. My roommate had one of the crappiest cars I'd ever seen. It was a Geo Metro that might as well have been built in the 19th century. I'm pretty sure the composition was about 50% car parts and 50% duct tape. He never locked the doors because we lived in a safe area. And even if someone were to break in, what would they steal? The car? He wished he was that lucky. Then his insurance would be able to replace it. So I went to the grocery store, bought a can of whipped cream, and sprayed it into the condom. I opened one of his car doors and placed it in the passenger seat. Later that day, he told me he knew right away that it was fake because it smelled sugary to him. But he still learned a valuable lesson. Theft isn't the only reason you should lock your doors. And he never kept his car unlocked again. What is this? So, I'm just saying, like, why this guy supposedly picked this used condom up and smelt it? Like, in what world? Yeah, what? In what world are you not grabbing like 10 foot tongs and tossing that thing out? And of all places on a college campus that somebody needed to supposedly like have intercourse was this guy's <laughs> beat up car. <laughs> like, they were like, oh, yeah, just one second. Let me go in this unlocked car. I don't yeah, know how. What? It was. It was supposed to be a prank. It was supposed to be a funny prank, but right. like, in what in what world would like someone fall for that prank? I don't know, man. I'm not gonna lie. Have you ever seen like condoms in really random places, and you're like, how did that get there? No, you haven't been like walking outside and like seen one on the side of the road and been like, what? How did that get so? there?
1: Oh, have you?
0: Yeah. Is that like a thing at MSU? I wouldn't say MSU specifically. I really? I feel like in general. Like, never at, like, the local weird mall parking lot. Like, you've never seen maybe, one. Maybe, maybe. Okay, because, like, for sure. I mean, like, not that I I didn't investigate it. <laughs> I, Did you I smell, didn't, it? Didn't smell it? And smell it. No, like. What the heck? I don't know what went on. Um, this one is, like, three out of ten.
1: Of I was going to say four. It's not that shady. It's just silly. <laughs>
0: Um, But yeah, that concludes today's episode and keep submitting the shady stories. We love them. Also for the Patreon, we're going to do this week. We're doing behind the scenes, kind of like how the podcast process works each week, how we come up with the episodes, what we do after we film. Mm -hmm. And then eventually too on the Patreon, we will do like a studio tour of like the whole, you know, studio. So If you are interested in that, make sure you sign up for the Patreon and we will see you guys in the next episode. Bye, everyone. Bye.